helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Max Licato once said, Conflict is inevitable, but combat is optional. Today we'll explore how to resolve couples conflict and give you practical strategies so the next time you experience conflict, you can skip the combat and use it as a tool to strengthen your relationship. My name is Melissa Weggett, and I want to welcome you to the Life Transformation Radio Show. We are so happy you have decided to join us this morning. As I said, this week we will be talking about how to resolve couples conflict, and this is actually part three of a three-part series where we've gone in depth about conflict and how it can impact us in our relationships. If you want to listen to our past episodes related to this topic, we encourage you to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelt E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or you can call us at 1-877-544-3546. Again, 1-877-544-3546, and we'd be happy to give you a copy of today's show. While you are on our website, we encourage you to poke around, look at our past episodes, as well as information about our counseling services that we offer in the Ottawa and surrounding areas. As you're on the site, you will notice we do have a bit of specialized services where we do try our best to offer counseling at a subsidized rate for people who need it most. So as a result, we are a nonprofit and much of what we can do in terms of providing this radio show and the counseling services to those who need it is made possible by donation. So if you are on our website or you've and you've been thinking about donating for us for um, a while you've been listening and been blessed by this radio show in the past, we strongly encourage you to donate whatever you can. It really goes a long way in helping us serve our community and keeping this radio show on the air each and every week. So with me in studio um, is none other than Michael Hart. He is the director of Elam Counseling Services. He's also an award-winning psychotherapist, and he is someone who I have so much fun with each and every week because these topics for me have blessed my life. I know from being on the show, I've joked with him in the past, I feel like I get a free half hour of therapy and counseling each and every week I get to sit because he's so knowledgeable and he's so willing to share that knowledge with us all. So Michael, thank you so much for bringing this topic forward and joining me in studio again this week. I hate to burst your bubble, Melissa, but the bill is in the mail for all of those free sessions. I, and you that know what? I would be getting. happy to pay it. I have been so blessed by the show and we've heard such great feedback from our listeners as well. And what I appreciate so much as you pick things that we experience each and every day and sometimes we don't even know what's happening in those moments because they're so ordinary let's say but when you unpack them you're like oh my goodness this has been that piece that's been missing now that I know that I can make that change or I can move forward in something and the hope that you give each and every week I just I love I love I'm a fan I I think it's a learning experience for both of us because I think the ways in which you ask a question as well also help us to explore these issues in a very deep and profound way so I must thank you so maybe that's the way you're paying your bill like by just asking (laughs) the right questions it's a mutually beneficial relationship there we go see we just resolved the conflict there we we, we came to a consensus there um 
before we go into today's show, though, we do want to bring up one special event. It is that time of year again. I can't believe we're we're already heading into the season. Another retreat is being hosted by um, Elam, and it is coming up in November, and it's going to be held the weekend of November 16th to 18th at Providence Point. And we just wanted to remind listeners about this exciting event. We've hosted quite a few of these um up to this point and each and every year they sell out and sell out quickly which is why we're giving people a heads up about this exciting event the weekend of November 16th to 18th. Yes, I think a retreat is an excellent way to fast track healing in uh, different areas of your life and when we talk about healing in terms of these retreats we are talking about emotional healing primarily but we have seen that Sometimes when the emotions are right, when you heal at a deep emotional level, that physical healing also takes place as well. And that's why we call it a healing retreat. We have seen many people who have come in who have stomach issues, who have back issues, and they deal with emotional stuff and the other issues go away. We have seen people who have been on antidepressant, who have been taking uh, sleep medication for years who they come and they deal with emotional stuff, the unresolved stuff that was at the root of these issues and those medications are no longer needed. So we do believe that there are times, not all times, but I think that there are times when a healing retreat like this can be a very good way of of getting the healing that you need. At least present yourself with that opportunity. So as you said, the healing retreat will be on the weekend of November 16th to 18th. And yes, I know November seems like a far, far way off. We are still enjoying the summer. But let me say that don't wait until the fall to register because these spots will be going very quickly. As usual, this is not like... uh, convention or a conference where we are taking hundreds of people. A healing retreat is a very uh, small group of people, a very intimate and personal time. So because of that, we limit the space to only 12. So if you would like to be one of those 12 that will fast track your life for healing in in a in a very deep and profound way, then give us a call at one 544 Three five four six as soon as possible. So we look forward to seeing you there. So as we said, t- this is part three of our three-part series looking at couples conflict. And today we're going to be talking about how to resolve conflict in our relationships and some strategies we can do to have that benefit that we've yes. talked about in the past that can come from conflict. Right. And before we go into today's show, let me say that if you have missed the first two parts, then go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com and listen to the first two parts. The first part was on healthy conflict, where we outlined a number of benefits to having conflict in your relationship. And the second part, we examined five conflict style. And it's very important that if you're going to be able to deal Deal with conflict in a healthy way in your relationship and put some of these principles that we are going to be talking about today in this show. It's very important that you listen to those two shows as well to understand the benefits of conflict, but also to identify what your conflict style is at present and the the pros and cons of that style and and what you need to change. And those two shows dealt with those those 
issues. So as Max Lucado rightly said in the quote I, I mentioned off the top, conflict is inevitable and we know it's going to happen. We're going to experience it. So what is the starting point we should do when it comes to addressing conflict in our relationship? Well, I think uh, when, when I think of conflict, I think of the, the passage in Ephesians chapter 6 where Paul uses this analogy of wrestling, hand-to-hand combat. And he's speaking to the believers uh, in the church at Ephesus and he says to them, you're fighting against the wrong people. Your target is wrong. You need to know what you're fighting against. And he said, believers, we wrestle not against flesh and blood in Ephesians chapter 6. In other words, these believers were having conflict with each other. And he's saying, slow down. Take some time and consider how you're going about this conflict because you're you're picking at the wrong target. The people that you're fighting, they are not the real enemy. And so there are times, I think, in couples' relationship where we have this conflict that is going on with our partner and has gone on for years in some cases, and we're fighting this battle and we're we are, we are fighting over the same issues over and over and over again. And we did we never stopped to consider that maybe we're fighting against the wrong person. We're we're approaching the situation from a wrong way. The issue is not really your partner, but it's beyond your partner. And what I mean by this is that many of the issues that we are fighting about in our relationship didn't start with the relationship. Some of, uh, a lot of us, and I would say, venture to say even all of us, we bring issues from our childhood, from our pain, our childhood pain into the relationship. And it's important to realize that sometimes the the thing that you're fighting with your partner about over and over and over again, it's not that they're doing these things to hurt you. It's that they're wounded and they cannot avoid acting the way they're acting because they have not healed those childhood wounds. So I'm wondering if we can give some examples of what those childhood wounds could be and what the effects could look like in a couple's relationship. Well, the, uh, let me point to a book that Dr. Janet Wootitz uh, published. I don't know if I'm saying that name correctly, but it's spelled W-O-I-T-I-T-Z, Dr. Janet Wootitz. And, and this book was published in 1983, and it became a national bestseller back then. And the book was entitled uh, Adult Children of Alcoholics. And in this book, she outlined a number of of qualities or characteristics that adult children of alcoholics had. And what she's saying is that these uh, these qualities or characteristics from, from these parents affect their, their romantic relationship in their adult life. And one of the things uh, she said in the book that people who are from alcoholic parents, that they have a hard time uh, dealing with people who they see as authority figure. They, they, they cannot deal with anger in a healthy way, and they do not react to criticisms very well, and that they often misinterpret assertiveness for anger. So if you're in a, in a relationship with such a person and you're trying to assert yourself and to speak up about your need, the person who is from an alcoholic father or mother might see that as aggressiveness and anger. And so they might uh, 
they might become very angry or they might pull away uh, from that situation. And it's not that they do not want to engage you in that conflict. It's that they can't because they're carrying this wound that causes them to see the situation in, in, a, in an unhealthy way. In another case, an example, another example of that would be uh, in in cases where you have a partner and you're having the same conflict, why can't you be affectionate towards me? Why is it that you never show any affection? Or why is it that you pull away when I try to be affectionate? Why can't you sit in my lap? Why can't we sit and hug while we are watching television? And you might have this conflict that is ongoing in your relationship, but what you do not see is that your partner is not acting like that because they they want to irritate you, but is that they can't act any different because they're carrying a wound that makes them not comfortable with physical affection. And so if you have listened to the show on Daughters of Distant Father, we talk about some of the ways in which daughters were from distant fathers. In other words, fathers who were not emotionally present, how these women find it often very hard to receive affection or to show affection. And so if you want to f- hear more about that, you can go to our show. It's number 13 on the, the playlist on our website at elimcounselingministry.com. So why is it important to figure out these underlying issues, the things that we're actually fighting about, but it's not the thing we're fighting about? Right, right. I think that's a very good question, Melissa. And I think the primary reason for us to figure this out, because it helps us to change our attitude towards a situation. So if you see your partner as just uh, just depriving you of, of affection, then you can be very angry and upset with your partner. Now, if you see your partner as being wounded because of something that happened in his or her childhood that makes him or her predisposed to acting a certain way. It changes your attitude. So I think that's the, that's, uh, that's key. But I think it also gives us compassion. So in, in a lot of ways in which we are fighting and we are criticizing and even belittling our partner, know when you realize he's not doing this or she's not doing this to be spiteful or she's not just being negligent, but she is wounded. When we see it in that way, we can have compassion. We can begin to pray for that person. We can begin to pray together as a couple about that issue. And maybe if it's something that's very deep rooted, as in many of these cases, that's the situation, we can begin to get help that we need. Because sometimes these issues are so deep rooted, Melissa, that we need professional help to begin to heal these wounds. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we are discussing the topic of resolving couples conflict. It is part three of a three-part series. If you've missed the first half of today's show or the other parts of this series, we encourage you to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelt E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or you can always call us toll-free at one 877 544-3546. Again, one 544 We also want to remind you of the upcoming healing retreat in November that'll be running the weekend 
of November 16th to 18th at Providence Point. If you want to join us for that retreat, give us a call at our toll-free number, 1-877-544-3546, or sign up through our website at elamcounselingministry.com. So, Michael, once we've identified the real issue that we're fighting about, um, or sorry, I shouldn't say that we're fighting about, that's contributing to the, the ongoing conflict, what other things should we do as a couple? Well, I think we're going to get into some practical steps that you can do in terms of in terms of how you approach the actual conflict itself. But let me say that there is another source of pain or another another psychological source that could be wreaking havoc in your relationship and you're not aware of it. Uh, Dr. Sue Johnson uh, talks about attachment injury in couples and she's using the term attachment in, in, the, in the same way that we talk about attachment injury with young children where children who are not bonded bonded sufficiently to their parents that they carry wounds into their adult life that makes it difficult for them to interact in a healthy emotional way with others. So she used this term attachment injury in relation to couples to talk about hurt that happen, happens in a couple's relationship at a pivotal time in the relationship that makes it very difficult for the couple to move on and have a healthy relationship uh, going on in the rest of their lives. And if these attachment injuries are not identified and resolved, it can, it can be... Uh, it can be detrimental, I should say, to the relationship going forward. So what kind of things can cause an attachment injury to occur? Attachment injury can happen in, in a number of different ways. It could be an example of, uh, well, let me use one extreme case that I have seen in my practice where these uh, this couple, they were from overseas, and it was the, 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 the lady, she's from Africa, and in her culture, uh, paying the dowry uh, for the bride was a big thing. The gentleman was not American, and he didn't understand the significance of paying the dowry to the, the, the bride's family. And so when her family, her African family, went through the tradition of having the father and the uncles approach him to pay this dowry, he basically uh, shoo them out of his house and said, you know, I'm not paying this. This is ridiculous. And, and he didn't pay that. And to, 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 to the wife, it was seen as, you don't value me. And, and the, the parents took it as an insult. And she, f- so 20 years after this happened in the relationship, Three kids after, they were seeing me for counseling to work through this uh, incident that happened at the beginning of their marriage. Because this feeling of you don't value me echoed throughout the years in that relationship and wreaked havoc in a number of different ways. Other examples of attachment injury is in a case where in pregnancy, for example, at a time when a wife is 
very vulnerable physically and need to make needed to feel that they can depend that she can depend on her partner if that partner isn't there maybe because he decided to go uh on a on a fun adventure uh to some other country or to 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 be out at nights with his friends when she is in physical pain and needed him if that situation isn't resolved it sends the message again that you are not important that the partner is not accessible is not responsible and is not emotionally engaged the the, the acronym r a r e accessible responsible and emotionally engaged and if you're feeling that you're with someone that this something happened in the in the in the relationship at one of those points when you needed to feel as if you could count on your partner and the answer that you're getting is no you're not there for me or are you you're getting the message that that person is giving you that you're not important then it's quite possible that an attachment injury has occurred in the relationship so this long-standing attachment injury you spoke of this one couple that it went on for 20 plus years is that a sign of unforgiveness or can you be in a situation too where someone has said look that really did hurt me I've forgiven you and it still occur do they go hand in hand are they different things yes so uh, that's a very good question Melissa let me say that having an attachment injury doesn't mean that you haven't forgiven because forgiveness is done out of obedience uh, to, to the scriptures and to God and so if someone hurts you like for example in the case of this couple you can say yes I, I forgive my husband for making me feel that way but that doesn't mean the situation is resolved to the point where you can feel the partner is now accessible is now responsive and is emotionally engaged and if you can't feel that then it's going to continue to affect the relationship so not only must there be an apology not only must there be forgiveness on the part of the person that is hurt, but th- th- there must be a demonstration by the person who has perpetuated the harm that they understand the level of hurt that they had caused the, the other person and that they, they, they will do whatever it takes to make sure that the person feels safe, emotionally safe going forward. And so with the time we have left, I'm wondering if you can... Describe some things we can do when we are in those conflict moments, when you're in the middle of that, let's call it a discussion, a heated discussion. Yes. How can we go about doing that in a healthy way and being sort of aware of what's going on in those circumstances as well? Well, it's, it's amazing. When I see couples who come before me and they've been fighting for sometimes 15, 20 years and they're saying, you know, communication is a problem in a relationship and we have had hundreds of fights over the years and I will look at them and I will say, well, the good news is that despite the fact that you have had hundreds of fights, there are only five communication pitfalls that you're falling into over and over again and if you can identify which of these five that you that is is uh, is that you are you are falling into in your relationship then you can begin to resolve and it, I will see their face lightens up I was just to gonna say, I'm gonna grab my pen now and it's, start it's writing it's not a hundred different things it's 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 maybe one of these five or a few of these five or maybe in your case in some case all of the five but it's not a lot of pitfalls that couples fall into and I think the first of the pitfalls 
call is deflection. Deflection is where you go to talk about it. And the good news is that they all begin with D, right? So the first is deflection. You go to talk about an issue and you start talking about issue A, but then you remember something that happened uh, two weeks ago and then you bring issue B into it. And before you know, you have 10 different issues that you're arguing about and that there is just chaos and there is nothing achieved because the argument becomes too fragmented. So I said the first rule is that if you're dealing with your issues and you're talking about it, stick to one issue at a time. Avoid deflection. Awesome. Okay, so we've got one down. We will not deflect. We will stay on topic. What other D word should we be considering? The second D word is demonizing. And this is where you you get into a fight with your partner. And for whatever reason, instead of attacking the issues, you start attacking the other person. You start calling the person uh, derogatory names or you start attacking the person's parent. You're just like your mother or your father and you become really nasty. And so this is demonizing the person, demeaning the person. And so this does not help because it, it doesn't deal with the issues at hand. So avoid demonizing. And the third is denial or defensiveness. There are a lot of us, when we when we are confronted with an issue, when we're partners say, we need to talk about this bill that came in, this visa bill that came in that's now uh, $500 more than we said we would spend in a month. You get into uh, a rage and you become defensive or you deny that it, there's really a problem. I have this spending under control or my drinking is not as 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 big of a problem as you're making it out to be, when you have this kind of denial and defensiveness, what you're saying is that you don't care about how your partner feels about the issue. It's not a big deal to you and you don't want to talk about it. And this is very, very insultive to your partner. Yeah, it really blocks that ability to communicate and see the other person's perspective when you just shove that wall up right. and then push it towards them. Right. What other things should we be avoiding? The other, the other D word I see is disruption. And I see this uh, in front of me when couples come in and they start talking. And I can't hear a word that they're saying. And, you know, as one starts, the other one cuts cuts off. And they're each trying to get their point across at the same time. And they would say, is this what happened when you try to talk at home? And they'll say, yes, exactly. And they say, how is it working so far? And they say, well, it's not working. They say, well, let's change that. And then we take turns. So we he said, well, you know, if, for example, if Mary's talking, John, I just want you to listen. And Mary, I want you to talk for about two minutes. Don't go on for too long. And then I'm going to give John a chance to talk. So I will be refereeing this conversation and they'll take turns talking and listening. And there are some other steps there that I don't have time to get into today. But generally, listening without disrupting, it's a very, very important part of communication. And the final D word is is dismissal. So this is where the person uh, dismiss the person either by body language, you know, you're talking and the person is giving you the language that, you know, my game on the TV is more important. Or they might physically dismiss you by leaving the conversation and going into the other room. And sometimes you have a frustrated spouse who is following that other partner throughout the house trying to get a point in and the other partner is, is feeling I just don't want to talk about this and so you never get anything solved because the issues are always being avoided so there it is uh, if you're in a relationship where any of these things are happening uh, try to avoid it 
Thank you. My my, I was feverishly writing those things down. So I'm going to try to look out for those in my own life and practical as always. Michael, um, before we close out today's show, you did want to give uh, the listeners a bit of a heads up about what we're going to be discussing in next week's show. And I think a little bit more information about the retreat um, and things of that nature. Because we have yes, some exciting yes. topics so, we're going to be covering over the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. So I want to go a bit and talk and go into some parenting uh, on this show because I'm seeing a, a lot of clients who are coming in with parental issues. And I think it, it's an issue that, that maybe we need to talk a little bit about. So the first show that we're going to be doing on parenting is going to be on ODD, Oppositional Defiant Disorder. And so if you have a child that uh, you think have this disorder where they're very oppositional, they will not listen, they're very aggressive, and they're getting into trouble at school, at church, and wherever they just are not dealing with authority or taking uh, orders uh, from authority figures in a healthy way, it's possible that your child could have what we call ODD or Oppositional Defiant Disorder. So we're going to be doing a show on this that's entitled Helping Children with ODD. And also we want to remind you about the healing retreat that is coming up on the weekend of November 16th to 18th. If you are intending to go, then please please register ahead of time. And as usually, we want to remind you that uh, we we would like to be able to keep this show on the air and we'd like to be able to also to continue to offer counseling at a subsidized rate. So if you haven't uh, donated to this show and you have benefited from this show, and I know many of our listeners have, I, I would encourage you to give uh, a, a donation to this ministry. We are a non-profit organization that depends on donations to be able to offer the services at the rate that we do. So we're out of time for today. I want to thank you very much for listening to this episode of the live Life Transformation Radio Show. And if you want to find out more about us, you can give us a call at 1-877-544-3546 or go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. <music>